Hey, bitches. Hello. I think we did it. I think so. Third time's the charm. If you guys are listening to this, that means we didn't fuck it up. Well, yeah. Well, that much. We were working um, kind of like last minute and with not ideal circumstances. No, like Jess can see me, kind of. Yeah, I can see you. And I can't see anything that's going on in your end. Yeah. It's by design. So, I'm just hoping for the best. <laughs> I hope this is recording me. Me too. Actually. <laughs> I mean, I see, like, lines up and down on my screen, so like, I think this is working. I think it is, too. I see yeah. small ones. I might be a little soft today, guys, but I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I'm post, <laughs> post-editing post Jamie actually worked today uh. and um, is trying to make this as cohesive as possible yes so if you are listening to something you're welcome (laughs) because it's literally 8 p.m on sunday night we're doing this yeah which is honestly like the most like i think committed we've ever been yeah well it's because we kind of had i had like a really long streak of not recording and you know yeah we, we have to be consistent here we're trying we're doing our best but i'm currently truly feeding my child and trying to do this at the same time and while your husband's asleep literally next to you literally right next to me and yeah mine's downstairs so my other computer wasn't working to record so i'm on the laptop and i don't have a microphone so you know we're doing the best we can really and truly yes um and if you weren't aware you're listening to hot for justice oh yeah and i'm jessica and i'm jamie and jamie's drunk um first of all (laughs) That's not fair. <laughs> it's... I've had a few mimosas today, but that's neither here nor there. Mimosas. Mimosas. I love mimosas. So good. They are. I haven't but had But so dangerous. Oh, they are. Very dangerous. Like, do we need to talk about your Halloween party last year? Oh, yeah. No, we don't. I, yeah, that was fun, though. When everyone's dicks were out. Oh, no. And by everyone's, I mean mostly just our significant others. No. It was um it was weird. We all got but we got a little too drunk. <laughs> a little bit. We had a murder mystery party though. It was really fun. Yeah, there was a lot of vodka. Yeah. It was a great time. Oh, I can finally see you. Hi. Hi. Um okay, so I'm gonna start. Um, anyways. I'm gonna start. Um this Yeah, it's is, your turn. This is for um my friend Chelsea. She is that one of my BFFs, and she just moved to Spokane, Washington, from Germany, and she requested what, what? She, that I do a Spokane murder. So I'm gonna go outside oh. my California normal and do one for Chelsea. It's into it. Let's pretty go. Pretty soft though, like it's, but it's kind of twisty. Oh, bless his. Ooh, I love a good twisty bitch. Um. Okay. So we're we're taking it back to the 1960s. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a woman named Dorothy Fielding. She um, days before she disappeared, she, a secret admirer had kept leaving her bouquets of handpicked flowers in her car. All oh. that had handwritten notes that said that this guy was in love with her. She told her friends that was really creeping her out. She was yeah, married, like too, so um, her husband was starting to suspect, like, she was having an affair, 
and um, she, I mean, she was. So <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot going on here. Um, she went missing August 19th, 1967. So like literally she got these flowers in her car and then days later days she disappeared oh fuck yeah so her car was discovered um days later in a grocery store parking lot and instead of flowers in there she, there was a box of cigarettes in the console which she didn't smoke so it was weird so they weren't hers no and then um she just it was cold eight months later they found her buried in a shallow grave near um a vehicle park in Spokane, Washington. She was still wearing her work uniform with her name tag pinned on it. Mm-hmm. And they never had any leads, so it just went cold. Oh, shit. Yeah. And shortly before she went missing, a 47-year-old woman named Ruby Lampson went missing on June 6th, so it was about two months before. Okay. She wasn't found until 1971, but she was found also in a shallow grave not far from where um, Dorothy Fielding had been found, like Holy very, shit. very close to where she had been found. Um, though sh- she went missing first, she wasn't found until 1971. So definitely not a coincidence. No, very odd. Um, then, um, a woman named Sandra Pearson, she was discovered dead of an apparent suicide September 12th of 1967. Um, so this was like a month after Dorothy Fielding and three months after Ruby Lampson. Okay. But it's, people thought it was a suicide, right? So she was found in a vehicle in the garage of her home that she shared with her husband, Duke Pearson, and a few of their, their children. Um, okay. There was a hose leading from the exhaust to the rear window of the car. Tinfoil was found stuffed in the exhaust pipe of the vehicle, and the garage door was closed. She obviously, like, carbon monoxide thought that she, you know, they, totally. they thought she killed herself. Um, but detectives found that the garage, there was a lot of exhaust in the garage, but the engine wasn't running. Oh. The ignition switch was on, and the gas tank was still half full. So they were oh. like, it's weird. She was 20 weeks pregnant. Holy shit. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, like, I feel like if you're gonna, like, kill yourself like that, like, the all the gas would be gone, no? Yes. If oh. you just, yeah, I mean, because like it just probably, like goes, and goes, and goes until like the engine stops, right? Yeah, and or somebody finds you first, which right. I feel like there's like no in between between like those two things. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Somebody could have. There wasn't like a ton of detail. I mean, maybe her husband like found her and then turned the the car off, but I don't maybe. know. Maybe. Well, but I feel like it would be like, reported on. Her children didn't think so. <laughs> As adults, <laughs> they thought that their father had done it. To her. Oh fuck! Apparently, the garage door was malfunctioning, so she would have had to close it manually. And they said she was really small, so they didn't think that she could have done it. And she was oh, twenty weeks pregnant. Um, but you oh, know, I mean, how were you when you were twenty weeks pregnant? Could you have like done a garage door manually? Uh, I don't know, cause I've never done one manually before. But I wasn't really showing it. Like I was still pretty small at twenty weeks pregnant. So, like, I feel like that's, like, when you told me you were pregnant was around that time. Uh, I think I was, like, 13. You might have been, like, more like 13. 13. Yeah. 13, yeah. But, I mean, like, still. Yeah. I mean, you probably wouldn't want to do it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, There's, like, zero motivation for it. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just kind of strange. Um, but, you know, it happened in the 60s, so it was written off. 
and you're probably wondering what all of these cases have to do with each other because they're all very different. Well, some of them, right. in a way. Um, well, they were reopened in April of last year, and it turned out that Dorothy Fielding, the first woman, and the second mm-hmm. woman, Ruby Lamson, were friends. Oh. Right. They were found very close together. Both of them were clothed. So the investigators were like, uh, I feel like this has something to do with each other. Yeah, like, it's not like a weird sex crime. Right. Maybe. No, they, I don't think they were sexually assaulted. Right. And upon further investigating, reports reports had indicating that Dorothy Fielding was having an affair with Duke Pearson, none other than the third woman's husband. Oh, shit. Yes. He was a security guard at the place that she had worked. Um, oh, fuck. Yeah, he had been interviewed after Fielding had disappeared, but the sheriff let him go. He was actually also, he had worked for the sheriff's department, 1958 to 1966 before quitting. People described him as, like, having a really weird attitude and, like, he was just, he was kind of going off the rails a little bit, a little right. unstable. Um, so people were like, well, why did, why would he kill her? What motive, motive would he have to, um, kill, um, really any of them but the first the dorothy um building they found like the most motive apparently they had been having she was he was who she was having an affair with oh shit okay and um he had told his cousin weeks before she disappeared that he was in a bind because he was repairing his marriage with his wife sandra who quote unquote committed suicide but then he found out his girlfriend was pregnant i wish y'all could like see like the recording that's going on right now because like i just feel like this face of like Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, hard pass. <laughs> yeah, because I don't buy that for one fucking second. Yeah. So, the detectives got a an arrest warrant for him. He's eighty five mm-hmm. now. Oh my god! For the murder of Dorothy Fielding, only to find he literally died three days before of natural causes. What the fuck? Yeah. Oh my gosh. In 2018, detectives had flown to his home in Alabama to talk to him. By then, he'd been divorced twice, spent two years in federal prison for his role in a cocaine smuggling operation, and he had lived in the Philippines at some point. Holy shit. (laughs) Apparently, he didn't remember. He said he didn't remember anything related to Fielding or Lampson, the second woman. Of course not. Despite that he could remember other facts about the 60s and 70s. Um, he denied knowing her or, like, even hearing her name, and he denied being interviewed by police for her disappearance, which he was. Oh my god. And then the detective asked him about flowers in Fielding's car, and he said yes. He loved to give flowers to women back then, but he said without any doubt it was from me. But you'd never heard of her, so what? I don't like this at all. Yeah. So the case is very circumstantial. But, I mean, it was enough to get an arrest warrant for him. Right. Um, But, yeah, so they're investigating, kind of, they were investigating him for her her murder. And then, since the other woman, um, uh, Ruby Lampson, had, like, been found in a very similar way. And they were friends. They figured he probably had something to do with that, too. Right, like, they're interconnected in some way or shape or form. And, I mean, just kind of this suspicious circumstance of, of his wife's suicide is just... I don't know. I mean, maybe she did, maybe she didn't, but they kind of suspect him for that, too. Even his kids do. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it one bit. They said, her kids said it was kind of out of character for her to, like, to, to have done that. 
Oh, shit. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but that was, I got all that information from two news articles, which I'll post. Um, one by Travis Fedshun and one by Megan Flynn. So, Ew. yes. There's not, like, a ton of detail about the, the cases themselves. Because it, it's more like human interest, the fact that he was, right. you know, got, or they were going to arrest him and then he died of, like, natural circumstances. It's pretty shitty timing. So. Yeah, like, borderline suspect. Yeah. And that's kind of how I feel about, like, what I'm about to talk about. Hmm. So We're on the same wavelength, apparently. Totally. So, I was telling you about this, and I was also telling Jackson about it earlier today, because we recorded our other podcast, Casual Plug. Muggle Probs. <laughs> yes. I'll link it in the show notes. Um, so, I have an Audible subscription. If you're familiar with that, or I guess if you're not familiar, it's basically like you get a credit for like any audiobook you want every month from Amazon, and you can like listen to any audiobook no matter what price for like 15 bucks a month. Yeah. We're not sponsored. We would love to be. Shout out, Amazon. If Jeff Bezos is listening... <laughs> Or anyone that wants to give us money, that'd be great. If yeah. not, that's also cool. <laughs> Whatever. But, so you, you get, like, your main book, the one that's, like, the $15 book. Or, and then you also get, like, two Audible Originals every month. Yeah. And those are just, like, two books that you can only get if you have a subscription. So, one of the books I got this month was called My Lost Family by this guy named Danny Ben Mosh. I might have fucked up his last name. It's okay. If I did, I'm so sorry. We do our best. We do. Odds of him listening are none. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, so the audiobook is actually, and I don't know if I should be saying this or not, because it's, like, kind of, like, a little sketchy, but, like, you can, like, bootleg it on, uh, YouTube. Oh my gosh. If you, uh, we'll, we we'll don't, post a link. We don't condone that, though. But we'll post but a link we'll post anyways. Because <laughs> we're assholes. <laughs> But, you know, you gotta get your own, right? Hey, I'm sure he wants people to listen to his book. 100%. But there, he also did, like, a documentary based on all of this. Oh, okay. But I couldn't find anywhere to stream it. Like, I looked up, down, left, right, and center. Because, like, he, re- I guess, released it in, like, Australia or something a few years ago. Interesting. Right, but I could not find anywhere to stream it. Like, I was trying so fucking hard, I could not. So, anyway, I have the audiobook. Again, it's on YouTube if you don't want to pay for the Audible subscription. Again, I don't know how, like, legit me saying that is. It's not. I'm pretty sure that just, like, canceled any sort of subscription we or any sort of deal we'd ever have with Audible. Yeah, way to go. I mean, don't bootleg it on YouTube. That's bad news bears. Don't do it. Yeah, don't. Don't do it. Anyways, you should, because it's a good book. Oh um, <laughs> See, it's a vodka. She's all over the place. It's a great book, if you do <laughs> listen to it. It's only, like, an hour and a half. It's actually very short, but it's very fucking interesting. Like, I was not expecting it to be this good. Okay. So, it's about this guy. So, Danny Ben Mosh. I, again, I'm pretty sure I'm fucking up his name. It's okay. It's fine. So... He, like, while he was growing up, it was, like, his parents and, like, his sister. And he was, like, okay, this is my family. Cool, 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 cool. And then when he was, like, in his late teens, early 20s, his mom was, like, oh, BT dubs. I had two other kids with a guy before your dad. Oh. And he was, like, excuse me? So this is that story. So 
Um, Danny Vimosh grew up in England, and that's where his parents are from. This like, entire story is basically his mom's like coming of age and like having kids story. Okay. So when his mom was like 15 or 16, she met this guy in like this like Jewish community in London. His name was Raymond. And she was like super smitten with him. Like she was like, oh my god, he's so cute. Like totally like want to date him, right? So he like, comes from like this like very wealthy like Iranian family. Mm-hmm. And he moved there when he was 20 to like go study in England and, you know, get his education, like do his like, you know, college thing. And so they met at this like Christmas party in 1953. And she was like 15 at the time. Okay. So already like she's very young for him so they meet this Christmas party like they fall in love and then um they end up having two kids together getting married mm-hmm. like it was like her first love it was like this big to do cause she grew up in this like very poor like Jewish family in like this like part of like East London where it was like I guess like kind of like their Jewish community like, like her mother was like a holocaust survivor and like it was like a big thing so, and this is, like, again, like, mid-50s. So, they end up having a couple kids together. And then they end up all moving into the, this, like, studio apartment together, basically, in, like, 1957. Okay. And she's living with her now husband, her two kids, and her parents. And he's, and, like, Raymond's, like, you know, this is, like, a lot for me. Gotta bounce. Like, can't do this. So, they get a separation. And, like, he has, like, basically, like, visitation rights on, like, weekends with the kids. Uh-huh. And this one Saturday in 1957, he's like, hey, can I visit uh, Michelle and Andrew and take them to the park? Uh-huh. And at the time, Michelle is, I believe, two and Andrew's three. And she's like, yeah, like, go ahead, take them to the park. Like, this is your typical Saturday shit. Like, whatever. After three hours, like, they weren't back yet, so they're like, oh, this is a little bit longer than, like, usual when he takes him to the park, but it's fine. And then, like, all of a sudden, like, a couple hours later, like, it's kind of been a while, like, he took the kids and, like, he's not back yet. And then, all of a sudden, like, they realize it's, like, nightfall and they're like, the kids aren't back. Like, what's going on? Oh, wow. Yeah. And she didn't even know where her now soon-to-be ex-husband, like, lived at the time. Like, she didn't know, like, where he was staying. That's weird. Yes. But also, again, it's the mid-50s. Like, there's no reason to, like, not believe you're, like, soon-to-be ex-spouse. Yeah. About anything. But it's, like, a little bit odd. A little. A little bit. So, even at this time, she's like, you know what? Like, like, they'd gone off. Like, they were just gonna, like, maybe do some stuff. Like, what were we gonna do? Like, we we couldn't file anything with the police. Like, it's, like, his kids. Right. And, like, you know, maybe, like, he took them and, like, you know, it's just gonna be, like, an overnight thing. Like, it's fine. A couple days go by, and they're like, oh, fuck. Like, I don't think these kids are coming back. So, they're, like, all of a sudden, like, oh, fuck. Like, what do we do? Yeah. And, like, they didn't go to the police at the time. Like, that's, like, one of the biggest things that, like, the, like, the writer, I guess, or documentary, the director... But, I'm not really sure. It's, like, weird because it's, like, his own family. I don't, like, know how to describe it. Yeah. But he's just, like, yeah, like, I was, like, did you go to the cops? And she was, like, well, no, because, like, it's his own kid. Like, the, what were we supposed to do? 
like it was the mid fifties, like what like there's nothing you really can do. Right. Well, it's like not like now where par- there's parental kidnappings. Like exactly, that's, that's like at the time it was unheard thing. of. Yeah, it was unheard of, and they were just like, "Oh, like if it's legally his kid, like what the fuck can you actually do?" Yeah. So, basically, for a little bit of background, like Raven's family is like hella rich, and his family was always like, "Oh, like Lily and his mom, like she's like not good enough for you. She'll never be good enough for you." Like, it's, like, it was, like, a big thing. So when they got married, like, his family was, like, oh, like, who the fuck? Like, did you actually marry? Like, it's, like, a very, like, hierarchical thing. Yeah. And, like, a classist thing. And at, for the time, unfortunately, kind of makes sense. Um. So they're just, like, oh, yeah, like, he'd gone off with the kids and like, there was nothing we could do about it. Like, that, that's just, like, how things were at the time. Like, that was literally just, like, how it was. So awful. Right? Like, could you imagine? No. Like, absolutely not. And she I, was just like, yeah, like, I don't know, like, why we didn't really go to the police, but, like, it just never really occurred to us because, like, we didn't think it was a crime because it was a family affair. I would literally hunt somebody down. A thousand fucking percent. So, this is, like, again, like, 1953, like, nothing happens, and she's like, yeah, like, we didn't, like, really pursue anything because, like, we didn't know, like, we legally could. Yeah. And she was like, I was young and immature, and, like, I just carried on, like, the way I knew how. Like, it just, like, get a job and, like, you know, get remarried and just move on with my life. That's so sad. Yeah, and, like, that's what she talks about. She's like, yeah, like, and then I ended up meeting, like, my, you know, now husband for life. <laughs> and it ended up being, like, a lot better, but, like, you know, it was just because of this, like, one, like, super-duper shitty situation. So, um... Like, about a decade later, she meets this man named Henry, Henry, and, like, they get married. And then they have two kids, which are Danny, who's written the story, and then his sister, Ira. Um, and then after she gave birth to the two kids, Lily and the mom had fallen into, like, a really deep depression. Yeah. Like, not, like, postpartum depression, which is, like, you know, fair, fairly normal. Yeah, it's but, like, it was, like, a, like, she was, like, committed to a hospital because, like, she was so fucked up. Because, like, all of a sudden she has these two kids with this husband that loves her, and she's like, oh my god, like, what about these two kids that were, like, taken from me? Yeah. Like, she, like, starts spiraling, basically. And also, like, the mid-60s, like, mental health care, like, wasn't, like, a thing. Yeah. They didn't know what to do with her. They, like, again, like, just basically committed her to, like, a mental ward and like, until she was, like, quote-unquote good enough to, like, go home. That's sad. Yeah, like, no one ever, like, asked her, like, what happened, like, what, like, kickstarted everything. She, like, didn't realize that it, like, all spurred from, like, her kids being taken away from her. Yeah. Like, she just thought she was fucked up. So then, like, 30 years after that, even, it's 1996, and Lillian's at home uh, with her friend Betty. They get the mail, and Lillian's, like, you know, fumbling through the letters, and all of a sudden she goes, like, white as a sheet, according to her friend, and she starts trembling. She has this letter from the Salvation Army from her kid. I've tried looking for you for 12 years and I'd love for you to come back to London and, you know, meet me for the first time. Wow. And this is her daughter, Michelle, who is now at this point, like, in her, like, early 40s. Yeah. And she's just like, like, I traced you down through, like, a, like a Salvation Army thing. Like, I knew, like, based, based on what my dad told me, like, where you were, relatively. Because, like, her dad and her brother, like, they didn't, like, discourage her from like looking for her mom but they weren't like 
excited about it. Yeah. Like, so, like, her dad, Raymond, the guy that, like, took them and left, was just like, oh, yeah, like, this is, like, where she, like, this is where I picked you guys up from, basically. That's awful. But he's like, yeah, like, I'm not telling you basically anything else, because, like, I know nothing else. And, like, even her brother is just like, yeah, like, mom never looked for us, like, why do you care so much? <laughs> wow. So it's, like, actually, like, really fucking sad. Yeah, that is sad. Yeah, and so, like, the daughter's like, I've been looking for you for, like, 12 years. Please write back, and, like, I'd love to, like, meet you in London. So they all met, and everyone's like, holy fucking shit, like, we have this, like, whole-ass family that we didn't, like, really know about. Yeah. Right? And so, so basically, Michelle then, like, tells Lillian and Danny, like, what happened, like, after she got kidnapped by her dad. Mm-hmm. Right? And so she's like... So, I didn't know about, like, that day. I didn't realize I was kidnapped until I had met my birth mom. Which is, like, fucking insane. Wow. Yeah, so she was like, yeah, like, um, I was always told by my dad that, like, my, my birth mom didn't know how to take care of us, and she didn't really even want us. So, like, he left with us and, like, moved to Iran. That's so awful. Yeah, so he's like, yeah, like, your mom, like, doesn't give a fuck about you. She's not a good mom. So I took you here, and then he puts both the kids in boarding school. Wow. And like, what's the yeah. point? Exactly. And then like he like never like kicks it with them. He like, never does anything. Like he doesn't like even on holidays. Like he leaves their asses there. Like it's a huge thing. Like basically the brother like the entire time was like yeah like my sister was like basically like, a mom to me, because wow. like she was the only like adult quote unquote adult figure I ever knew. Um. So like all this shit happened like and like while we were growing up like we thought our grandparents were our parents for a minute and my dad was like oh no like i'm your dad brought them to boarding school it was like a big fucking thing wow so then like when michelle's in her 30s she's like you know what i want to find out who my real mom is because like this is like fucking insane yeah like my childhood i feel like is like an entire lie which it was yeah and she's like and again like in the book and the documentary i'm assuming She's like, yeah, like, Raymond never, like, withheld information from me, but, like, I had to, like, prod him for it. Yeah, she never got the whole truth. Exactly, and he was always like, oh, like, your grandma was this bitch, like, all the stuff, like, your grandma was the reason, like, we never, like, were a family. Like, fucking insane. Um, so, in the audiobook, and again, I'm assuming the documentary, but I never actually got to watch it. Yeah. Uh, the author, Ben, gets to actually have, like, a conversation with his, like, grandfather, I suppose, or step, step, grandpa? Stepdad. Wait. Stepdad. Say your sentence again. Huh? Say that sentence again. So, the author got to have a conversation with Raymond, who would have been his stepfather? No, I mean, I guess not really any relation, right? Right, because that was his mom's husband before he was involved. Yeah, so it would I don't not... know how you would, like, relate that. No relation. Anyways, right. So he ends up having, like, a full-on conversation with him, and he was like, yeah, like, Lillian was never on my level. Like, when you're married, you're supposed to marry on your level. Like, she was more poor than I was, so, like, my parents always resented her. Um, I was young and didn't realize that it was an issue. Like, your grandmother was, grandmother was a huge bitch. She wanted to put the kids up for adoption. Wow. So he, like, told his children, like, oh, like, your grandmother wanted to put you up for adoption because your mother was an unfit mother. Wow. 
So I kidnapped you to give you a better life. What a nice guy. The best guy. Wow. Like, isn't this insane? Yeah. Yeah, so basically, like, the kids, like, don't really trust anything he has to say. Like, ever. Like, especially at that point, because they're like, wait a minute. Like, that sounds a little, like, fishy, right? Yeah. So, then, while they're in boarding school, this lady, Amanda, comes in the picture, and his dad, like, is, like, is smitten with her, and, like, he's so in love, and he's like, this is gonna be your stepmom, and they're like, okay, cool. Like, maybe actually get him, like, a mother figure. Yeah. And then... Like, they all move into a house, like, in a run together, and then he goes to England to, like, do, like, some business stuff. And all of a sudden, he comes back in the summer, and he has these two extra kids with him, and she's like, who are these kids? And he's like, oh, by the way, I have this other wife. What? And I've had two other kids with this whole-ass other wife. By the way, this Lady Amanda is pregnant with his kid. Oh, my God. So, like, he comes home, and she's like, with these two kids and she's like excuse me like i'm pregnant with your fucking child like and i have your two kids from your previous marriage wow what a nice guy yeah like he's fucking insane dude like i cannot like what a keeper facts and so he's and she's like well like are you gonna leave the other bitch or like what's up oh my god <laughs> he's like i can't leave i can't leave her like she's had two of my kids and she's like i'm pregnant with your other kid right what a and psycho. He's like, he's like, that sucks. Like, either you're gonna stay or not. Oh my god. Yeah, and like, also, he's like a wife beater, so like, he beats the shit out of her while she's like, pregnant with his kid. Wow. And so she goes to the cops, and he and it's in like, Iran, and they're like, oh, like, it, you're your husband's property, like, we can't do shit for you. Ugh. Because that's just how the culture is there. Yeah. Or at least it was in the late 90s, and she's like, what? Yeah. So... Well, that's kind of how goes, it was here, too, in the, you know, right. yeah. And so she's like, so what am I supposed to fucking do with these, like, four kids that aren't mine? Right. And I am pregnant with the other kid, and he's like, well, it's okay, it's the holiday season right now, it's, like, summertime. Um, once it's school time, I'll send these two kids back with their mom, and then it'll just be the two kids and us and the, the new baby when they arrive. Oh, my God. And she's like, uh, okay? I would have lost my fucking same she's like so patient so all of a sudden it's like school time and she's like okay like where the fuck are these kids supposed to go like didn't you know they were leaving and he was like oh actually their mom sucks like we're gonna keep them oh my god i, I can't make this up and she's like what and he was like yeah sorry also gotta go on a business trip later days so he like pieces out <laughs> and she's like what the fuck and it's like a weekend and all of a sudden like the other two kids' mom comes, like, busting through the door, and she's like, where the fuck are my kids? Oh, my God. And she's like, excuse me? And she's like, where are my children? Like, Raymond took my kids away from me, and, like, I finally tracked them down. <laughs> so she takes her two kids and, like, pieces back out to London. And, like, Amanda's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> wow. Right? And so now Amanda – or, sorry, not Amanda um, – <laughs> The actual two kids of Raymond and Lillian yeah. are like, wait a minute, wait, just a fucking minute. It's um, Andrew and Michelle. They're like, whoa, why didn't our mom ever come and like try to rescue us? Right. So now they're butthurt <laughs> that their like mom never came and like collected them. 
So Michelle was like, you know what? I'm like a teenager. I'm just gonna go to like boarding school in America, and then go to go get a degree and just distance myself from everybody else. So she moves to LA, and she like pieces the fuck out from her dad, which is like honestly like a power move. Yeah, probably for the best. Definitely. So like she pieces out, and like Andrew like finishes like high school basically, and then like moved that moved that telly with her. But then finally, like again, like decades later, they find their mom. Wow. And then they're like, oh my god. So then Ben does all the interview series like with his family, like his half siblings, his I guess technically no relation father Raymond. Yeah. <laughs> and then like two years ago, Raymond gets murdered. Oh, really? Yes, I just saw you fucking turn your head, Drake. Bitch, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Raymond, got, so the entire time, he's been, like, working with, like, kind of illegitimate deals and, like, shitty, like, real estate stuff. He gets murdered out of a real estate deal. Wow. So, yeah, like, three years ago, he gets fucking murdered in his home in Iran. What are the odds? Yeah. That's what happens when you're a fucking shitty human being. I'm shook. Yeah. Wow. Like, it was a twisty bitch. That is twisty. That's so sad, though. It's very fucking sad. I can't imagine. No, like, could you, like, like again, like, could you fucking imagine, like, basically, like, having kids with somebody, and then being like, oh, later days, I'm taking my kids with me. No. Move to another fucking country, and you never see them again for 40 years. No. I would literally track that person down. Yeah, and, like, they, like, went to, like, different, like, embassies and stuff, and they're like, yeah, there's nothing you can do. Like, it's, like, it's their kids, so, like, by law, like, there's nothing you can fucking do. <gasps> okay. Right. And, but, again, this was, like, the 50s. But now, yeah. In 2019, I'm sure it's a lot different. Yeah. But, like, that's basically the story of that book. Whoa. Yeah. Well, now I don't have to, um, read it, but that's crazy. I know. I, I'm sure Drunk Me told it very well. <laughs> no, it was, it's crazy. That's so sad. Yeah. A again, it's only like two hours if you want to actually listen to the audiobook. We'll post the link. Okay. Again, not sure how like legal that is. We'll post the audiobook's but... link. Jamie. I like where your head's at. <laughs> so yeah, we'll do that. Um... We'll post the link to the audible. <laughs> If you really want to break the law, y'all can just go on YouTube. Do it it's called My Lost Family. Do it yourself. <laughs> I'm going to hell. It's fine. Yes. Uh, um, okay. Was there anything fun and fresh that you did this week? Okay. On that bummer note? Um, well, I, I have... Um, I did. There was something. I'm reading that uh, book by the guy, the mind hunter guy I told, I talked about last yes. week. I'm continuing reading, and it's so good. Yeah. I literally read it, or listen to it, however you like your books. Yeah. Um, if you audible or otherwise. Yes. And then also I watched something that was so good, but now I cannot remember. Perfect. What it is. Um, was it spooky? Oh, okay. The DNA of murder with Paul Holes on oxygen. 
It's so good. The first episode is better than the second, but the first episode is so twisty. I don't want to, you know, go into too much detail, but essentially, right. he figures out a serial killer because he's Paul Holtz. Because he's a motherfucking G. Yeah, so literally so good. It's on Oxygen. I highly recommend. I'll check it out. And Actually, I'm watching it. Not completely unfortunate looking, so. <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, he's pretty much a stud for, like, a man his age. And for a nerd. True. <laughs> he's obviously so smart, and he's just, like, really good looking. Facts. Like, the foxiest of the silver foxes. Yeah, he's old enough to be my dad, I'm pretty sure, but I'm into it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna throw up. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think, what have, what have I watched this week? Um... Oh, I watched Hocus Pocus for the first time yesterday. For the first time? I know. I know. Who are you? I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a fake Halloween fan. I don't even know you. <laughs> wow. Yeah, my friend Mackenzie made me watch it, and I'm not disappointed. It was a great film. It, it, I can, I just can't with you. I know, you're very upset with me. I can see it in your face. I am. Like, peak upset. <laughs> I, I can fucking tell. <laughs> Um, and then childhood apparently I didn't and I just watched tonight Halloween 3 I don't think I've um, seen that it's arguably my favorite like Halloween time movie uh, I definitely haven't seen it <gasps> you haven't seen Halloween 3 I don't think I've seen Halloween 1 2 either so this is like honestly a standalone film from Halloween 1 and 2 <laughs> okay. and the whole like quote Halloween franchise because okay. like Halloween's like Mike Myers right oh yeah with the creepy mask right this is a standalone film because they were like oh like let's do this thing like where it's like not like the other ones <laughs> but it kind of failed question mark <laughs> does it have what's her face in it who's what's her face the real is it new no okay never mind <laughs> um this definitely came out in like 82 <laughs> okay yeah, no. I'm thinking, what's, um, the, the the girl who plays the mom on Freaky Friday? Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, yes, because they just did a reboot of the original Halloween. Okay. Because she was, like, the, like, main character in that. Okay. That's so, what I was thinking. Yeah, they did, like, a reboot of that. Like, within this last year. Yeah. So, Halloween 3, again, like, the producers, like, or whatever, like, tried to, like, stray away from, like, the, like, Mike Myers thing. They're like, oh, like, let's just think this, like, its own thing. But, like, literally, this is its own movie, and then, like, the rest of the Halloween franchise is, like, back to Mike Myers. That's weird. It's very weird, but it's very good. It's, again, arguably my favorite Halloween movie. Yeah. This is the one, if you've ever seen the Halloween movies, that are like, six, till day, six more days till Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. That one? Okay, great. I just embarrassed myself on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for it. Excellent. Uh, Thanks for that. You're welcome. <laughs> I don't sing a lot. <laughs> There's reasons. Oh my god. That's the biggest one. Oh, um, but no, great film. Okay. Um, definitely recommend it. It's on Hulu because you share our Hulu account. <laughs> I do, well, I have my own, but I do go on yours to watch HBO stuff. Yeah, I think it's HBO technically. Because I don't have, like, that HBO add-on. We also have a live TV add-on if you haven't hopped on that. I mean, I'm sorry, Hulu what? 
Yeah. Okay. But yeah, no, it was very, very fun. So I definitely recommend. Okay. We'll see. I probably won't watch it before you Halloween. You won't, but it's okay. But maybe. I'll keep it in mind. If it's scary, I don't like scary movies. It's not scary. It's okay. like... The best way I can say is spoopy. Okay. It's definitely spoopy. I can try it then. Yeah, I think I think it'll be fine. Okay. All right, but guys. Yeah, so, like, shit I have. Yeah. I don't think you have anything else. Um, next week, we'll be back with... When is this episode coming out? Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, right, tomorrow. <laughs> so, there'll be a whole last week before Halloween. So, we're going to have, like, a regular episode after this, and then... A spooky episode. A spooky episode. So, be prepared. Get ready. From super I'm not even ready. Shit. Be ready for your spooky spaghetti. It's That's all I have to say. Yeah, spooky spaghetti. <laughs> Better tune in. Yes. All right. It's not creepy pasta, it's spooky spaghetti. I'm here for that. Yeah, so we'll see you next week, and then we'll see you next Wednesday for the spooky spaghetti episode. Yes. All okay, right. Um, make sure you like and subscribe yes. and do all of the ratings and shit. Please. Because it helps us and it helps the algorithm. Yeah. And um, let a friend know that you like us. Yeah. Or if you don't like us, don't tell anybody about that because yeah. that's not fun for anybody. Keep that to yourself. Yeah. No one needs that negativity <laughs> in their life. <laughs> and it hurts our feelings. Okay, thanks. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye. <laughs> that was glorious.